KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. We continue to see more and more people get the COVID-19 vaccine, and that leads to better and better news for all of us. But still, some people have questions about the vaccine, so we thought it would be a good time to have a conversation with someone who could answer those questions. Dr. Ross McKinney is the Chief Scientific Officer for the Association of American Medical Colleges, and we talk all things COVID-19 vaccines. Give a listen. So let's kind of start with a broad scope here. Because I think sometimes it gets lost in the day-to-day as we're trying to grind our way through this pandemic. How remarkable are these COVID-19 vaccines? Oh, they're incredible. I mean, you look at efficacy rates above, you know, 90%. That is absolutely fantastic. And and the fact that we could develop them inside, you know, they really got developed inside just a few months, is amazing and reflects the investment that the U.S. has been putting into technology for a while. What is the most common question about the COVID-19 vaccines that you get or that you field? Oh, the most common question is probably, is it really what you just asked? Is it really as good as people say it is? And the answer there is yes. The next question is, why are people not getting it? And, you know, it's very perplexing for me because when a vaccine is this good and the disease is that bad, when the disease has, you know, a fatality rate of 2%, a 1 in 50 chance of dying, you know, when you get it, if you're in the right age subset, you go, whoa, they should all want to be vaccinated. And if actually look at the country, older folks largely have gotten vaccinated. So the question I mainly get is, why are people not getting vaccinated? And I have to admit, it seems like it's politics, maybe a little just worry about side effects. But in fact, these are so good. It just doesn't make sense. What's the most common misconception people have about the vaccines? Is there something you hear, not consistently, but something at the top of the list that when people talk about they're hesitant or they're worried, something that they're worried about that really isn't based in scientific data or fact? I would say there were two things that people say when they're worried about. Number one is that it was rushed. Number two is some worry that it's going to affect their genes. And, and, and I can clear those away fairly quickly, because in fact, it was developed fairly quickly, but the same kind of studies were done to get the emergency use authorization, which is something the FDA can do when there's a public health emergency. They did the same kind of test, 30,000 people. I mean, these were big studies. We know what these vaccines are like. They've now been given, you know, to, to hundreds of millions of people. We know what the side effect profile is. We know how well they work. There is nothing rushed about these vaccines other than trying to get them out there as quickly as we could. And it's pretty remarkable how quickly it was done, but it was done. And we have a very good end product. In terms of does anything stick in your genes? No. RNA, the body breaks RNA down pretty quickly. That's how we normally make proteins. We take, run off a copy of an mRNA off of the the genes in the nucleus of a cell. That RNA gets produced. It gets broken down after the protein gets made because the cell doesn't want to keep making the same proteins again and again and again. The same thing's true with the vaccine. The RNA breaks down, so it doesn't hang around. So you get a blast of effect from the vaccine And then basically it gets digested. So it's pretty cool. There's nothing to worry about it hanging around. When it comes to side effects, I know when I was vaccinated, first shot, nothing. Second shot, about 
18 hours after I got it. I felt fatigued, some chills, but I laid down for a few hours and it passed. Uh-huh. When we're talking overall, is that common for side effects? People that maybe haven't been vaccinated, that maybe haven't are on the fence or whatever, what could they expect? What should they expect when it comes to side effects? Well, yours were absolutely typical side effects. Mine were also typical. I didn't have any, basically. I had a Moderna vaccine, and eh, maybe I felt like a little, I put on a sweater one the second night because it felt like I had a little chill. That was it. Basically nothing. My wife, on the other hand, got really tired and just couldn't do anything the day after the vaccination. So that's sort of the range. Some people will feel pretty crummy, but it's a small percentage. And most people go through it pretty quickly. The other ringer, though, is people who have had COVID will get that same kind of reaction on their first dose instead of the second, because this vaccine works as what's called a prime boost. The first time you stimulate the immune system a little, you get it going, recognizing the virus, but there's a limit to how much you build up a pool of B cells. Then a few weeks later, you come back and you boost the heck out of it because all those cells are ready to be amplified to start making antibodies. So you boost it and you get this huge antibody response. Well, people who've been infected before, who really had COVID before, when they get that first dose, it's almost as if they'd already had their prime. So basically they get the boost. So they get the side effects of the boost instead of the milder effects of the prime. It's one thing, and you talk about the, the studies and the, the everything that went into before the vaccines were readily available. Has the real world, world data matched up with exactly what you, we saw in trials and stuff like that? Is it even a little better or a little worse? Where does it fall? It falls, if anything, it falls better, but it looks very close. You can look at a country like Israel where they had 50,000 cases, I think, in January, something like that. They had like 400 cases now. And it's the reason it fell so quickly is because of vaccination. And the other thing is we're seeing that the vaccines work against the variants, at least the, the ones that are authorized in the U.S., work against the variants. So, you know, and there have been studies like uh, there was a study at UCLA looking at healthcare workers. The number was that less than 1.2% of people who were vaccinated got infected, and most of them just had asymptomatic infections. So these are really impressive vaccines. They make a difference. And that's why we can start to get changes in the mask rules, because the vaccines are so effective. Anything now that it's been opened up, I think the Pfizer vaccine for kids 12 to 15, Anything that's given you pause or does everything fall exactly as you would expect it to do? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's not a ton of data back in real world time, but uh, you're comfortable with with that age group? Oh, I'm very comfortable with the 12 to 15 year olds. Antibody responses that were seen in the Pfizer study, they put the data out, looked great. I mean, it was fully protective. The kids had less in the way of side effects. They got great antibody titers, higher than the 16 to 25 year olds. I mean, it really works in that younger age group and works well. So I'm feeling, and I'm, I'm hopeful the same will continue to be true as we get to younger age groups. The side effects will be less, the protection will be equal or better. How long, in your opinion, do you think it'll be before the, the vaccine's pretty much open to any child? You know, it's hard to know. The, the enrollment's going well. So my, my own hope is that we'll, by fall, not not the start of the school year, but you know, early in the school year, we'll start to see vaccination for the two years and up. That will sort of finish up, hopefully, before we would normally see a wave. Because these coronaviruses, 
we don't know, you know, we, there was not enough time to know with uh, SARS-CoV-2, but most coronaviruses have a big wave in December and January. That's when they tend to peak. We sort of saw that last year. So they're winter viruses. So it would be great to be able to get the kids vaccinated before the next time we'd be expecting a winter wave. It seems to me that all signs point to we'll need a booster a year from now, two years, whatever it is. And do you anticipate from a side effect that the when we get the booster shots, the side effects would be similar? Would you expect less side effects, you know, just because of the time, you know, between shots? Uh, how do you think it would fall? Or is that an open question at this point? I'd say it's an open question. But I actually, if you ask me in my heart of hearts, what do I bet? I'll bet you it's like you just said, that because there's been a longer period of time between when the people got their prime package, which was the first two doses, and when they get the booster a year later or so, or maybe it's two years later, that there might be a little bit less in the way of side effects to get the same kind of antibody response. And how big a question, we talked about misconceptions people have, how big a problem, I mean, we know it is, but from what you've seen, people you've talked to, is misinformation. I mean, just flat out nonsense that has penetrated a lot of people's bubbles to uh, kind of pollute, cloud their, their thoughts on the vaccine. Is that getting any better or is that just something we're going to have to deal with? I think it's something we have to deal with. There, there are two different kinds. They're sort of like the chronic anti-vaxxers who will find anything and just blow it up. You know, even if it's not true, they'll blow it up out of context and make it look like it's it's true. And then there are the people who are, for some reason, anxious about getting a vaccine. There's always anxiety about a vaccine. You know, there's something I'm going to make. I'm going to do this to me. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get this done to me. So they worry about doing that. And will something go wrong? And, and for those people, the misinformation gives them something to rationalize with. But at the same time, they know in their heart of hearts, they're afraid they're going to get infected. And somebody's not vaccinated is chronically worried, I'm going to get infected. And now we're going to be able to go out with masks and the people who are not vaccinated are going to wonder which of these people are the ones who are infected. You know, who, who is it? I'm a sitting duck here. I'm hopeful that people will, will rationalize to that. They'll go, I don't like wandering around knowing I'm the one who's susceptible in this crowd. Everybody else here has probably gotten the vaccine. I haven't. And if anybody hasn't and they're asymptomatically infected because that's how it spreads, I could be the one who gets it and I could get really sick. So maybe I better just get vaccinated so that doesn't happen to me and I can stop worrying about it and and do all those things I want to do without any worry. And we've seen, I know in New Jersey, there's programs to get vaccinated, get a free beer. I know some teams have offered free tickets if you get vaccinated. You know, Ohio's doing a lottery. There's all different across the country. Is this what we're going to need to get us across the finish line to, I don't know if herd immunity, COVID's not going away, but get us to a point where this isn't something that our world revolves around anymore. You know, is this going to get us that last 10, 15% you think? I sure as heck hope so. You know, it's, you know, it seems goofy that things like, you know, a lottery, a lottery is going to get people or a few beers is going to get, but whatever it takes, you know, it's interesting, the psychology of a nudge, you know, you're sitting there on the brink and what's the nudge that's going to push you into making that positive decision. Oh, I'm just going to go do it. Now it's easy. It's right down the street. You know, I can get at the CVS. Let me just call and see if they've got any slots today. Sure. 
it becomes so easy that your your rationalizations start to break down and and maybe the worries are just enough that that lure of that that million dollar lottery is enough to get you vaccinated so it seems silly but if it works i'm happy with it That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.